Hello, my name is Reverend Casey Carbone, and you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church at Mayopac. We are currently worshiping on Sundays at 10 a.m., both on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. We hope that this message provides you with a source of encouragement and allows you to grow more deeply in your faith as we all continue to seek to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. The scripture lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 13, verses 1 to 9 and verses 18 to 23. The parable of the sower. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have too much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Verses 18 to 23, Jesus goes on to explain the parable of the sower. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while. And when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the world, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, this morning as we gather into your presence virtually from many different places, we ask that as we meditate upon your holy word that it speaks to us, that it enlighten us, that it remind us of the many different ways in which we have called to be your disciples. So may our time this morning in worship and prayer and lifting up song help us to better understand what it means to be your hands and feet in the world. We pray this in your most holy name. Amen. There's a genre that's out there that, in my opinion, seems to have stood the tests of time. Can you guess what that genre is? I'm sure that there's many different genres you can name. But what I'm thinking about in particular this morning 
is that of the story of the avenger or the vengeance seeker. It's a narrative that you can find in all different forms of media in our culture. You can find it in movies such as The Godfather, classic. If you're a gamer, you can find it in video games like The Last of Us. You can find it in things like books and other forms of media, tabletop games, or even role-playing adventures that are popular nowadays like D&D. But what makes this type of story so alluring? Is it the violence that takes place? Is it the bringing about or lack of justice? Perhaps you can come up with some idea of your own as to why this form of storytelling is so popular. But I would throw out there that maybe these stories are intriguing to us because they say something about the human condition. We all know the old adage, we reap what we sow. And if we aren't thoughtful, if we aren't caring about how we sow our words or our actions, we could find ourselves in an avenger or vengeance story of our own. The parable of the sower speaks to us in two different ways. Of course, it speaks to ourselves, our own soul, and what we have allowed to grow or not grow. However, this parable of the sower also asks us to consider what is it that we have sown? And are we ready to reap what we have sown? If we stopped and thought about that for a moment, we then should ask ourselves, what kind of seeds have you sowed lately? Have you sown seeds that contain love and compassion, or have you gone around spreading seeds that possess malice and contempt? And where are you scattering these seeds? Have you tended to the soil to make sure that they can nurture life in others, the gifts that others bring? Or are you scattering the seeds in a place that constrict and bring others down? It's a lot to think about, I know. But if today is not the day, then when will we consider these questions and their consequences? Parables are meant to be teaching items for us, teaching stories. And they also challenge us. And in today's social climate, we all need to sit down and take these teachings to heart. So let's first talk about the internal teachings that this parable provides. Our hearts, metaphorically speaking, (laughs) our hearts don't really contain emotions, but you know what I mean. Metaphorically speaking, our hearts are likened to different kinds of soil where the seeds are scattered. There's a chance that our hearts are hardened from being repeatedly walked on or trampled. There's a chance that our hearts are like the rocky soil or soil that has been overcome by thorns. And there are times, we can imagine, where our hearts 
are like the good earth, the good, good earth that has been prepared and tended to, has been loved and nurtured. If we looked inside ourselves this morning, if we looked at our own hearts, what kind of soil would we find? Would our hearts be like the earth that someone has tilled? Or would it look a little more like a patch that has been overcome and strangled by thorns? And that's just really the first step that we need to ask ourselves as we look at this parable, because then we have to consider, like I alluded to before, what kind of seeds have taken root in our hearts as well. Because if we discover that we have less than ideal soil or that we have been or that we have filled our fields with bad seed, then what we sow in the world around us will bear witness to that. Will bear witness in a way that's not pleasing to God and certainly not beneficial in serving one another. I want us to hammer this point home, or hammer home this point of looking inside ourselves and doing that convicting work of looking at what fills our hearts. I think that many of us were hopeful. I know that I was. I think that many of us were initially hopeful that at the outset of this pandemic, when we stayed home, we would find the time to appreciate one another, to care for one another more deeply and for those around us. But what, what's happened? What has happened? Because it seems like that varnish has vanished. And we somehow find that we are in an even more toxic environment than where we were before when everything went awry. What happened? I say this as someone who has also wrestled with waning patience. Like I'm sure a lot of you have wrestled with that. And I say this as someone who has grown disheartened. Disheartened by the rhetoric of people on social media and in person. What's happened to us? Because this time that we also thought was supposed to connect us didn't seem to work out. And the technology which was supposed to help us connect has made it easier to pull punches with one another in quite honestly some very disturbing ways. And our time in isolation appears to have turned us into people who have forgotten what it means to show basic human decency to our neighbors. That is why we need to look and how this parable, this parable of the sower, addresses both the internal and external parts of our being. Because in the second part, we find that we have to continue doing the work of self-reflection, of self-growth, if we are to carry out the community-building work in God's kingdom. 
We need to till the soil not only in us, but the soil that is around us. And so seeds that are filled with the good essence of God's love and peace. And that work of tending the field and scattering seed is not only kingdom building, building, but kindom building, where we are kin with one another. That means that it's not just about tending to the larger, more abstract systems that support us, but also caring for our neighbors and strangers. Christ asks that we till the soil in our hearts, make it healthy and fertile, so that when we cultivate good things within ourselves, we can go out and share that with the people God has called us to love. Let us clear out the brush, the stones that keep us from caring from one another, that keep us from caring for one another. What we find, though, in this parable, the sower is this beautiful part where grace abounds. Grace abounds. Grace abounds in the soil that is even not ideal for planting. Even in places like the rocky soil and the patches of weeds, the seeds can still take root and grow. It isn't easy but it is still possible. I think we see this in our world when we see trees that split rocks apart or make those craggly lines in the sidewalk. We see this in the wildflowers that are hardy enough to survive in whatever environment they find themselves in. There are countless opportunities to cultivate our hearts which directly impacts the people around us. I can't stress this enough because doing so is crucial, not just because it is the right thing to do, but it is because God mandates that we do this hard and messy work. And in the moments when it feels like everything has gone wrong, gone off the rails, God's grace shows us that, is, that there is another chance for us to go at it again. While it's true that seeds that land on rocky or hard soil have less of a chance of growing roots, sometimes it happens. And how then are we going to care for those seeds that have taken root? Friends, today, how are we going to apply these teachings of the parable of the sower to our lives? Make a list if you have to, but seriously name the ways in which you plan to grow as a person of faith, to allow the seeds God scatters to grow in fertile soil. Otherwise, the fear is that we risk falling into the same old tropes that captivate our imagination and stories about avengers and vengeance seekers. Let us take this day to seriously purge our hearts of the hate and the malice we harbor, both explicitly and implicitly. 
It doesn't mean that we can't express frustration or discontent, but when we create fields that produce nothing but unbridled anger, well, I don't know about you, but that's when it's time to take a step back and reassess. So let us see where God is at work, bringing grace to places that need healing and reconciliation. We might not notice seeds beginning to take root in the unexpected places, so let our hearts be tended to so that we may tend to others. As we continue to live in the kingdom, the kingdom of God, where God has put us for such a time as this. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.